Hey writing superstars, today in today's podcast we are going to explore how do you make the right decision. Sometimes in riding, sometimes in horses, we have decisions to make. Should we buy this horse or should we buy another horse? Should we go for a certain goal or should we not? Should we work on one thing or work on another thing? So what is your decision-making strategy and how do you know how and when you are making the right decision? Hope and enjoy. Welcome to the Your Riding Success Podcast. My name is Natasha Altoff and I'm a Grand Prix dressage rider from Australia, author of three books and a leading online trainer of riders all around the world wanting to take their riding to the next level. I'm also a chocoholic, mother of two amazing children and obsessed with helping riders be all they can be. Each week, I'm going to be bringing you stories of inspiration, ideas and strategies of how to make real progress in your writing and give you actionable advice on overcoming writing fear and anxiety so you can take your writing to the next level and be the writer you dream to be. So let's get into today's episode. So what I've been really wrestling with in my brain is how to make decisions, like how to make the right decision. Because I think when you look at that as a, as a question, whew, it's, it's, you can't. You cannot. I think we as a society and we as a, as a world need to understand that we can't make a right decision. Um, and I should probably give context to what I'm talking about. I don't want it to get into a political discussion, but there's been a lot of discussion. Victoria's back in lockdown. And uh, we've got people on one side saying we have our freedoms and we should be able to do what we want to do. And then we've got the other side, which is, well, we need to make compromises and we need to make adjustments for the greater good, for the, for the health of the nation or, or the world. And what we need to realise is if we don't go in lockdown people will die. If we do go in lockdown, people will die. So there's no correct answer. There's no right way. There's no upside, no downside. And I know I'm just using a world example, but when you put that into your, I always find that when I put that into my own decisions, you know, people are always saying to me, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm feeling really torn or I'm feeling really conflicted and I don't know what I should do and I don't know which is the right path. And I just start laughing because I'm like, there is none. (laughs) There's no path which is all upside and no downside. There's no path where everyone gets to live and everyone gets to, to flourish. Um, we are faced with really big challenges and really big obstacles. And there are ways through that and ways over it. Of course there is, but there will always be sacrifice. And that's something my father, God bless him. I'm, I'm really too optimistic for my own good. And he really always tried to, you know, ground me (laughs) and he was like there is nothing good without sacrifice there is nothing amazing without loss there's no there's always the flip side of the coin um you know and he was always saying I don't think the Olympics are for you don't do the Olympics he's like the Olympics won't make you you know it's not the be all and end all or people go you know I need to have a million dollars I need to have a million dollars okay but you're gonna have to sacrifice for that 
Um, uh, I, I look at it in, in terms of health, like I was saying to Phil, I was exploring the price of things. And Phil wasn't totally on board with this. He thought I was going a bit cuckoo crazy. But I was like, wow, there's a price for good health. Like there's a, there's a price you have to pay and it has nothing to do with money. I'm not talking about money. But there is a price for good health. There is a price to be rich. And I'm not talking about money. <laughs> there is a price to go to the Olympics. And there is a price to be, to have a loving relationship. And there's a price to having a loving, close relationship with your, with your children. Everything you want in life, all your goals, everything that you want requires you to pay a price. And for the umpteenth time, and I'm not talking about money. And that is not talked about. Who went to school where the school teachers said, okay, what do you want from life? Do you want to be healthy? Do you want to have energy? Do you want to have riches? Do you want to have lots of money? Do you want to have a job that fulfills you? Do you want to have close, exciting, warm, um, beautiful relationships? Well, if you want all of that, you're going to have to, you're going to have to sacrifice, you're going to have to pay, you're going to have to, like there's these things and I didn't learn about that at school. The only thing school taught me was you have to get into a good university and you have to get a good job. They never said you had to enjoy your job. They never said you have to find a job that fulfills you. They never talked about how to be successful in life and I'm not talking about if you're making good money or if you're in a good job. Success is so much more than that and it really frustrates me that we as humans aren't driven to be successful but in my definition of success and my definition of success is in every area of your life. Like you can't have dark without light, you can't have right without wrong, you can't have good without, like I just, these, these things, they're, I've always talked about it like I've never had the most amazing shower of my life until I went and picked up hay out of the paddocks and put it in trucks and then went in the truck and then put it into a shed. So taking hay out of a paddock and ending up with it in the shed so it was safe for winter, there was a thousand bales that we had to do and it was dusty. It was 40 degrees in our temperature, so really hot, definitely over 100 degrees. Um, it was hot and dusty and you couldn't breathe and, and it, was just, it was just so itchy and so uncomfortable. But that shower was the most amazing shower I've had in my life. But I could only have the most amazing shower of my life once I had gone through the most discomfort I'd ever experienced in my life. You can't grow flowers without the rain, I love it. So yeah, just something to think about, guys thinking about if you want your writing to change, you're gonna to have to pay a price. Today, I, I want I want to take my writing to the next level. And that's hard for me because I'm very comfortable doing what I'm doing, but it's only gonna get me to here, 65% in Grand Prix. That's, that's my maximum. Unless I step out of my comfort zone, do things differently, learn different new things, and step up and grow more and be more and do more, then I'll end up having more. So I was writing and I was like, oh, this is so awful. This is so hard. This is so uncomfortable because, and, I, and, and, and it was awful. Except for the sick part of me that knew then something good was about to happen. Because if I'm in my writing going, this feels good, it's, it's wrong. 
It's not wrong. I shouldn't say it's wrong, but it is wrong in my map now because it's only going to get me the result that I've got. Remember, if you want something new, you want, sorry, if you want something, yeah, if you want something new, you have to do something new. Einstein's definition of insanity is I'll keep doing the same thing I've always done, but think that I'll get a different result. It just doesn't happen. If you keep doing what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. So you have to do something different in order to get a different result. So I'm constantly pushing, and I, I, you guys know I have five coaches in my life, coaches that push me to do th to be out of my comfort zone, to do more, to, do, to think differently. And, and that's what I talked about last week. I said, it's not even doing things differently because you can't do things differently until you think differently. And blows my mind, no one ever talks about that and no one ever really addresses. They're just saying, you should do this, you should do this, you should do this, do this. But if the thinking can't get around doing that, you can yell at them as much as you want, they're never gonna do that. So, yes, 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 yes. All right. Awesome. So, yeah, just when you, you're going about your day the, the, following, the following week, I really just want you to think about what price am I paying? And remember, that's the next bit of the price. You pay the price regardless. <laughs> it's just which price are you more, do you want to pay? So if you don't change and you don't, um, uh, so there's a price to pay for good relationships. If you don't want to pay that price, that's absolutely fine. But you will have to then pay the price of having a bad relationship. You can pay the price of having good health or you pay the price of not having good health. But you will pay a price. And that level of responsibility, again, is not taught in schools and it should be because we think we can get off scot-free. We think we can get away with not making choices and not making decisions or not stepping out of comfort zones. But there's a price to be paid if you don't. Like, that's your price. If you go, ooh, I'm not willing to pay the price outside of my comfort zone, cool, rock on, stay in there. But there's a price to be paid for that choice as well. So I'm constantly going through my brain and through my life and reconciling my life going, okay, is that the result I want? Is that how I want it to be? And if the answer is no, will I, am I willing to, to pay the price to make that different? And if the answer to that is no, am I willing to pay the price of it staying the same? If the answer to that is no, then you're gonna have to, one of them has to change to a yes. <laughs> you either have to accept, and it's, it's forcing yourself to, to accept that responsibility that I think is not taught, is not fostered, is not um, talked about, it's not thought about, and that, that's why I love, I, love, I love talking about these. I think these conversations are important to have. I think people should be having more conversations, much less conversations about who's in Big Brother and who got kicked out of the MasterChef kitchen, and more conversations around how to live extraordinary lives and questions that we should be asking about what we're prepared and not prepared to do and what's the consequences of those choices. Is a price or a sacrifice? I feel a sacrifice. Yeah, I mean, you, you can call it whatever you want to call it. Um, to me, a, a, a sacrifice is, is a price to be paid. It's, it's okay. Um, uh, and, and, it, it, and it's going into that with your eyes wide open. I think a lot of people make sacrifices and pay prices that when they look back 10 years ago, they go, oh, how did I get here? I, that, I, I don't know if that was worth that. And I think I told you I was having a conversation with my coach last week and I was like, oh, 
crazy time? And he was like, no, you think it's crazy time, but it's only because you're asking this question going, when I'm 90, is this going to be a problem or not? That's why you're in crisis and having this crazy, crazy thinking. But it's only because you're projecting, like you, you're making good choices. You're asking the right questions. So I think also, no matter what's going on with you in whatever area of your life, if you, I always do the 90 year old test. Okay, will this matter when I'm 90? Will I even remember it? And most of the time it's no. <laughs> or if it is a life defining moment, knowing that I can't make the right decision because I only know what I know and I can only do my best and if I knew how to do better I would which 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 one would I can I handle with the most when I'm 90 and we try and, and really make it okay for our kids to choose you know that so if you don't want to eat your vegetables that's absolutely fine but there's no more eating for the rest of the night and you'll have to go to bed or you can choose to eat your vegetables and then if you want some dessert, you can, and you can stay up um, until your, your normal bedtime at 8 p.m. Your choice, rock on. I'm totally cool with whatever choice you make. So our kids are never told that they have, well, I'd like to say never, I'm sure, I'm sure I slip up, but you know, it's not you have to eat your vegetables, it's the, the, these are the two choices, which choice do you wanna make? And we try and tell our kids that if you don't want to eat your vegetables, that's absolutely fine. But you you can't complain when you're not as fast as the other kids. You can't um, be upset if you're not as strong as the other kids or if you're not as tall as the other kids because your body requires nutrients to grow and to be strong and to give and to make you fast and to give you energy. And if you choose to not put that nutrition in your body, that's totally your choice. It's your body. But there's a consequence, again, we try and teach that there's a consequence to that choice. Um, how do you make an achievable three month goal? So if you've never ever set an achievable three month goal, set something that you think you could achieve in a week. So I can do a 20 meter circle um, that's round. You know, if, if, if you think you could achieve that in a week, write that down as an achievable three-month goal. And write, write them down, and then it's okay to tick them off early. <laughs> it's okay to go, oh, I gave myself three months, but tick, done, tick, done. And then set a little bit harder ones, a little bit harder ones. If you think that it's going to take a month, set them as three-monthly instead. Until you, But there's no right or wrong here, guys. There is not a teacher coming up behind you going, oh, I'm going to put a big red cross on that because you didn't achieve it in three months. Um, that just seems like you're an optimist like me. I said, I think I've told you guys, in 1998, I said I was going to the Olympics in the year 2000. Clearly the worst time frame I could ever conceive. <laughs> Never going to happen, but I didn't know any better. Because the thing is with goals, if you had already achieved them, they wouldn't be goals. So they're things that you have never achieved before. Therefore, you don't know how to achieve them yet. And you don't know, if you don't know how to achieve something, you've got to go find out, you've got to get the steps, you've got to get the strategies, you've got to get the plans, and you don't know how long all of that is going to take. So let that be okay. <laughs> I just think there's, like, I'm, I'm completely flexible in my goal setting. I am very, very clear talked about it before I'm very very clear on my dream setting and then my dreams get turned into goals but if the goals are wrong meaning that the time frames are wrong they just get moved around 
There's, there's, I've, like my last, I mean, Phil and I are in the process of doing our next 10 year goals. So we had them set up until 2021 when we turn 40. And I'm redoing them all for 2031 when we turn 50. It's totally hilarious. I'm so excited. I just love it. Um, but there's so many goals. I would say 50% of my 2021 goals that I set in 2011 have not been achieved yet. Now, if you want to say I'm an epic failure and I'm useless and I'm hopeless and I'm stupid, you can say that. I am exhilarated because 50% of them I've already achieved and how extraordinary. I just know I got the time. Like I'm on, I'm on track. I'm not so far removed from them, but I'm nowhere cl close to ticking them off yet because they are insanely, insanely high, crazy goals. So the house I thought we would buy in 2021 was the most expensive mansion I could find at the time. It was, I think, in England, and it was 150 million pounds with just gold. Literally, you just walked in there and it was just gold. Gold staircases, gold pillars, just marble and gold. And I cut out that little picture and I put it for 2021 and said, get a new house. Now, clearly, we're not there yet. Clearly, <laughs> I don't have 150 million pounds. I don't even know if I did. Like, like, I have very, very strong money goals. So I'm not allowed to go and spend all the money that we have on a house anyway. Um, they need to go into assets. So the, we're not even going to be there in 2031. We're not even going to be there in 2041, maybe by 2051. But that's okay. I'm, I've just moved it to 2031 because how would I know? How would I know? Um, the Olympics was there for 2016 and 2020. Now, even if I had the most amazing course and the most amazing everything, I still wouldn't have gone to 2020, even if I was selected first on the team because there was no Olympics in 2020. Does that mean you're bad at goal setting? Does that mean that you're hopeless? Does that mean that you should give up? No, it just means the timeline's a little bit different. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want more information, including the transcription, head over to yourwritingsuccess.com backslash podcast. There you'll find all our other podcasts, lots of cool manuals there for you, lots of cool other transcriptions, heaps of free resources there for you. Just go to yourwritingsuccess.com backslash podcast to get that all and make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode.